We all want to do the right thing to keep our bodies healthy in the long run. But even if we try really hard to eat kale salads all day long and drink green smoothies, we're still most likely not getting all the essential nutrients that we need on a daily basis. Enter Ritual, the obsessively researched vitamin for women. Ritual's essentials have the nutrients most of us don't get enough of from food, all in their clean, absorbable forms. No shady additives or ingredients that can do more harm in your body than good. In just two easy-to-take capsules, they provide nine nutrients you need to support a strong foundation for your health. And since I've been using Ritual, I feel extremely supported in my overall health. There's so many vitamins that I tend to lack in, like vitamin D3 or omega-3s. Ritual's Essential for Women helps fill the gaps in women's diets. They also have a no-nausea capsule that is designed to be able to take on an empty stomach. And there's a little mint tab in every bottle to keep things fresh so you don't have to get that weird aftertaste after you take an omega-3. And the best part is that Ritual is delivered. A subscription is easy to start and it's easy to snooze. It's only a dollar a day to have all the essential nutrients that your body needs delivered every month with no strings attached. Better health doesn't happen overnight. And right now, Ritual is offering my listeners 10% off during your first three months. Fill in the gaps in your diet with Essential for Women, a small step that helps support a healthy foundation for your body. Visit ritual.com forward slash loved to start your ritual today. That's 10% off of your first three months at ritual.com forward slash love. Visit ritual.com forward slash love to get 10% off of your first three months. And now back to our show. I learned that my voice is powerful. My voice is beyond this realm and my light and my gift is beyond and I'm here to be a teacher and stop shying away from that. Stop hiding from my gifts. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Radically Loved Radio. I wanted to create a place where people can go to to get inspired, get motivated, or find some clarity and get tools to create a radically loved life. I will do my best to provide information on a variety of subjects, including yoga, holistic health, life coaching, spirituality, meditation, and overall mindful living. Each episode will bring you some of the world's best spiritual leaders, entrepreneurs, yoga teachers, coaches, along with some of my closest friends, and we will talk about their life experiences and journeys to create something more out of their lives and how they continue to grow to make that happen. Thanks for listening. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Radically Loved Radio. I am joined by a very special guest today. I have been soul crushing on her, like girl crushing, soul crushing on her since I saw her on uh, Miss Jennifer Pasteloff's Instagram. And I literally started stalking her. I know that sounds so bad when I say that, but I'm going to say that with love because I think it's really important for us to be able to just own that when we find somebody or some something that we really resonate with. It's like we get this fill of, I want to know more. And today's guest, Alicia Krista Easter, Ace, is joining us. So thank you so much for being here, Ace. Thank you so much for having me. Yay. I'm so excited to be here. I love a good soul crush stock situation from <laughs> soul sisters like you. So all good. I'm just prefacing that because I don't want to other situations. But this is dope. Stalk away, soul crush away because the feeling is 100% mutual. So. Oh my goodness. Yes. Yeah, so I am just... I am just so, so grateful. And you know, there is something that I don't know for me in relationships, I I've been in a long-term relationship for a long time, but I feel like to me, anytime I've made a new friend, it's the same process as a romantic relationship. You know, you get to know the person, there's a, there's a draw, there's like a, a sort of magnetic quality to wanting to know somebody on a deeper level. And I've always been curious as to what that is. Like, what is it about somebody's 
voice or energy or vibe that just feels like you're resonating with them. And I always go into the esoteric world of, oh, it's a past life. It's somebody that you have known for a long time that you're just now reconnecting. What do you think it is? I think there's a... I think there's an energy of, yes, there's also past life, maybe a past life connection, but I just also think that the more, I'll give you an example. So this morning, I heard this sounds on my street and I was like, oh my gosh, this is usually, it's pretty quiet on my um, side of the street. And so I heard these cars racing and I was like, what's going on? And there's a music studio across the street from me. And so this is like six o'clock in the morning. So I'm like, okay, well, I'm up now. So I'll go on my morning walk, which I've been loving here uh, these last few days. But, you know, I was like, I'm going to stop by the studio and see what was going on. And I've lived here for over six years now. And I've never even stood in front of the gate of the music studio because I'm just like, I don't need to be (laughs) over there. And so something felt really safe about going over there and approaching the guys who were outside. And I just kind of like waved and one of the guys came over and he was like, oh, are you meeting someone? And I was like, no. I said, but y'all woke me up this morning. So I wanted to see what the celebration was about. He was like, I'm so sorry. And I just immediately felt that a confidence with myself and a safety with myself in a really like an honest, a pure light about myself. I don't know if that's the right way to say it or whatever, but I think that there's a confidence that I'm exuding lately that just allows me to be even more protected than I already always have been to go over to a situation like that and feel like nothing's going to happen to me. I am safe. I am okay. Just to inquire. And then he started talking to me and he was like, And we just stood there and talked for like 15 minutes. And he told me all these amazing things that were happening. And he was like, I don't even know you. I don't even talk to people, but you feel really safe and good in your energy. And I was like, all right. I said the same thing about you because I could have easily come over here and you could have, it could have gone completely different. But I think that when you honor your own, like your own softness, when you're brave, when you own who you are and are really confident and pure in your actions, then naturally you're going to be attracted to other people. And you're just going to be like, I want to gobble you all up. Like we stood and talked for 15 minutes. I have no idea if I'll ever see him or talk to him again, but I think that you're right. That's the same thing with spirit led connections and energy as to why people just like want to be in the room or have a conversation or just like next to people that make them feel safe, especially in a world where not a lot of that is happening. I mean, not enough of it is happening, I guess. Yeah. I <laughs> yeah. Well, so, you know, one of the things that I, you know, found during my process of loving on you, not stalking you, but just, you know, getting to know more about who you are There's a quote that seems so relevant to what you just said uh, that's one of your quotes that says, play with what is calling you a little bit. Don't be afraid to open your heart. So it seems like it's the same energy that you exuded going into that situation. I I think it's so fascinating when people are that open-hearted. And so I I do want to backtrack a little bit. I want to know what inspired you to say that. And you're also a yoga teacher. Mm -hmm. And I just, I want to know a little bit about what inspired that. What, what set you on your path? Well, I was, I'm not, um, similarly kind of to you, what you were telling me about your story and kind of like what I was listening to past episodes about and following you and gobbling you all up. Uh, and the same, I realized that early on in my life, I experienced some things that were pretty traumatic and just kind of was like going down this path, like in high school, that was just like not good, like doing what I needed to do at school. But then on weekends, I would be, I would like after donkey for some reason. And it would just be like, why can't you just get it together? And my mom, um, who passed away from pancreatic cancer when, um, 
Sorry, one second. That's what happens with, that's what happens with grief. Um, that's what happens with um, just, uh, ooh, wow. <laughs> um, my mom passed away when I was 19. And I think that for a lot of our life, the life that we lived together, she was married and it was in a tumultuous situation um, a lot of the time. And so, um, and some of the time it was good. It was great. It was fun. But I just kind of at 19 started, had to figure myself out, had to mother myself and had to be like, uh, okay, figure, answer all these questions and do all these things that a 19 year old just like, just didn't have to, I would never in a million years think that a 19 year old would have the wherewithal held to be quite honest. Sometimes I'm 37 and I have to do some of the stuff that I did at 19. And I'm like, how did I do this when I was just like a baby? And so I, I just, I had, I had to just like, I numbed after that happened for a few years. And then when I graduated from college, I had this job where I traveled around the um, country and lived in a different city and state like every six to eight weeks. So there was no real foundation. I wasn't rooted anywhere. I wasn't grounded really in anything. I was grounded in constantly moving, if that even makes sense. I was grounded Mm -hmm. knowing that I didn't have to be here long. So I didn't have to feel for too long. I didn't have to, I could be anybody that I wanted to be in any of these cities because most of the time no one knew who I was. And so I just got this when I started taking um, yoga classes, which in the same thing that you mentioned um, earlier, how yoga saved your life, yoga did the same thing for me. It brought me a sense of like connection. It brought me like a, a place to belong, a place to just kind of like not have to think about all these things that were going on in my head, like a million miles a minute and, and navigating this world alone, surrounded by people, but still very much, very much alone. And so that quote that I put up came about when I was kind of starting my yoga teacher teaching journey, where it was like, you know what, like, I didn't have it all figured out when I was traveling, but it always, always worked out. I met some incredible people along the way. I lived in some incredible places. I got to travel. I basically lived nowhere, but then I was everywhere at the same time. And so that for me sparked the like, okay, so just play with what's calling you just a little bit. And you never know what's going to come. You never know what's going to happen. Just take a have a little bit of faith in yourself each and every day. Plant the seed of faith and then just like keep going. Plant the seed, trust the seed. Don't worry about how it's going to happen, how it's all going to work out. Just trust in the universe, trust God, um, trust the power of my praying mother and my praying grandmother and my ancestors to basically get me where I am <laughs> today. So I just, just play. And I took myself way too serious for a lot of my life because I had to survive. So, yeah. Wow. I love that. I really do. I think it's extremely inspiring to be able to listen to that calling. I love what you said that now at at 37, you look back and you're doing some of the same things. I'm, we're the same age. And so for me, it's, it's felt like the same thing. And I believe that our life is cyclical. So it, every cycle we are forced to shed, you know, it's like that every seven years, your cells shed to its yes. smallest thing. You're, you're born new again. Yes. And so I feel like even energetically that happens. And, and sometimes we have to learn some of, relearn some of those lessons. I, I find it so fascinating and, and I'm sorry for your loss. I mean, I know it's so... Oh, it's so deep, you know, grief, 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 um, grief, Rocio. (laughs) Oh, I want to talk about that. So Ace and I were right before we started, uh, our podcast, we were talking about names and I, 
So my my name is Rocio. I don't know if I've ever actually said that on podcast. And when I said it to Ace, she said it correctly. And I started to think about just in that moment where I where I said that was kind of mind blowing because just right now with everything that's going on, just right this second, I realized I've been Rosie my entire life. Like my family calls me Rosie. It's just always been Rosie, but. I always had that thing because my last name is Acosta. So my name was always first. I was always first in school growing up. And I always had so much anxiety at the beginning of class because I knew that my teachers would say my name wrong every time. And I just had this like thing where the teacher would say, oh, what do you want to be called? And I would say, Rosie. You know, I'd almost try and find the teacher before just so that I wouldn't have that embarrassing mm-hmm. thing. And it's not that I'm embarrassed of yeah. my lineage or background. I'm Hispanic. I'm proud to be Hispanic. Like <laughs> I, I just, there was something about that where it just, I don't know. I didn't want to be, I'm doing air quotes. I didn't necessarily want to be seen or it felt a little bit naked, uh, mm-hmm. really vulnerable. And so I, I decided that I just would change it. And so, and I did. And, Interesting now, whenever anybody calls me that, you know, if I'm, I don't change it, you know, doctors, banks, and everybody knows that like my real bank name and all my stuff is still my legal name, my ID. I've never changed anything legally, but it's, um, it's really interesting that you said that because, because of what the name, what it means. And Rocio means, uh, morning, morning dew drops or dawn of the morning. And, one time Tori and I were in San Francisco and we were just chatting with this random gentleman who was, uh, we're in Sausalito and he was, um, this, this older uh, vet and we were just chatting and he, he was, um, second generation, uh, Mexican and we're just saying something. And I, I don't know how my name came up. And he said to me, he said, Oh, Rocio. He said, Wow whoever named you must have really loved you. Whoever Mm -hmm. named you really like that is really deep because that, that means dawn of the morning, that first light that hits the water on the life of flowers and grass is just, and I, it, it made me teary eyed. Like I, I got teary eyed and I was like, wow. And I hadn't felt that in years until you just said that just now. And you can go ahead now. I know I kind of ramp on. <laughs> no, no. I, it, you know, and the, similarly to my name, like my, you know, my growing up, it was Alicia, Alicia, Alicia. <laughs> and my, my aunt, my aunt Bren would call me, um, she would call me Lisa, Lisa, whenever, you know, we would get together. And, and I was like, you know, why Lisa? And she was like, your name's Alicia. And I was like, what? And so I was like, okay, so this is, and so I guess I changed it or my mom just like wanted it to be, you know, easier for me and for people to get my name. And so I just think that, you know, in there's, when you start to, you know, kind of go down this path of discovering who you are and discovering, you know, opening up, you know, channels to allow God and um, to just continue to guide you down the path of the person you're to become, you really like take ownership in your name and like really knowing, you know, what like, somebody named me, somebody cared enough to call me a name, to name me, to birth me. And I'm going to learn more about that, study more about it. And I'm going to own it. And I'm, I mean, and if people, and then people still call me Alicia, that's known me like forever, which is like, which is fine. But it's like, you know, when I meet new people now, it's, Alicia. And, and similarly to kind of like me with the story with my friend Rocio and um, uh, at work. So at work, I started there and it was Alicia. And then like, I started telling this story to one of my colleagues and she was like, well, we're going to call you Alicia then. And I was like, okay. You know, and it was almost like a, another person having to, you know, not having to, but like really giving you get like almost giving you the permission that you didn't think you needed, but you felt really like good in having to be who you are and stand mm-hmm. up for yourself and own the power in your name, own like, you know, 
your place in this world. And so I think that's why I love teaching. Um, that's why I really got, that's why I got into teaching yoga and really why yoga was something that saved my life, saved me from just kind of these, you know, really dark spaces of, you know, just kind of really going down this road where it was just like, listen, it was not going to end good. It was not going to end how I know my life was supposed to go, or I, you know, think my life was supposed to go, which is like being here now. Um, it was going to go in a complete direction if I didn't get it together, if I didn't acknowledge the grief that I had been, that I'd buried for, gosh, mom died in 2002. And then six years later, I really started to acknowledge that, oh, my mom died. <laughs> Mm. I I didn't grieve that. I yeah. didn't grieve the death of my mother. And so I need to really understand and really get kind of in my body. And that's what like yoga, I mean, I played sports my whole life. And so for me, like doing the heated, hot, sweaty yoga classes was like, that was the jam. It was like, okay, sweating, so I'm getting a workout, right? Like now, I mean, I definitely miss like the heated yoga studios, of course, because, you know, everything's closed right now, but I'm like the first person to be like, oh, what did Tracy Stanley just put up that she's doing? Okay. So sign me up. Like, I think I've had like every single thing Tracy Stanley has done since this quarantine, I've signed up in some shape or form because it's like yoga nidra. And I'm like, what is a yoga, what is a yoga nidra? What is that? And then like deep relaxation. And I knew about yin because I did a yoga, uh, yin teacher training, but then I think that was the start of me being like, oh yeah, yoga is so much more. There is so much more than, um, in the physical, but you know, we need that initial kind of launch pad, right. In order yeah. And, and that's like the same thing with um, activism and allyship right now. Like two people would reach out to me and ask me questions. And I'm like, go with what you know right now. Go with what feels like breathing to you right now. And that is your form of activism. From there, build upon that. From there, build upon things that you're not used to doing or you're not really sure about because if you go completely left to something that you don't know, it's not going to stick. You're just going to be like, oh, okay, that was cute for a moment. And this is, and it's not going to stay. And so yeah. that's how I had to, like, if I, if I would have started on, cause I took a yoga class in college and I was like, this is way too slow. <laughs> this is way too slow for how my mind was working at the time. But I had to find what worked for me. And stick to it and be consistent with it um, as best I could as I traveled. Everywhere I traveled, I'd always find a yoga studio. Um, and at the time, it was really just the um, the the Bikram studios that were yeah. heated once at the time. Yeah. And so everywhere I went there, I'd find one of those. And then when I finally set up roots in Los Angeles, um, I've been here for, it'll be in November, nine years it was like, okay, so I can expand and grow my wings a little bit more and find a teacher, like really find a teacher, find a connection to um, this uh, practice that has saved my life. <laughs> yeah. Hey everyone, I've been so excited to tell you about my latest obsession. I recently got a tonal installed in my new Zen Den. And I know those of you that follow me on Instagram know how excited I am. Tonal is a smart at-home gym that replaces every machine in the weight room and has personal training programs built in. Now, a lot of you know that I am a gym person. I like to go to the gym. I like to stay motivated uh, by watching other people work out. But that's currently not happening. And I've tried and tried for months to keep myself motivated. And when my friend told me about the tonal, I was a little bit apprehensive because I've tried things like this before. But there was nothing that compared to how tonal really adapted to me and my lifestyle. Once I did the strength assessment, it almost felt like the machine adapted to me. And it made it super easy for me to follow workouts. There's 
four to six week programs that you can follow. And there's all kinds of different workouts. There's high intensity training, guided programs, yoga, meditation, all these different types of programs to just meet your lifestyle and your needs. Tonal can help you gain strength and burn fat. It's such an easy and achievable way to get to the goals that you want. Currently, I'm in week three and I feel so much stronger than I did over the course of the last couple of months with me trying and failing to work out on my own. It's got a really sleek design and it looks like a TV on your wall, which to me is super important. It doesn't have any bulky weights or racks and you can put up to 200 pounds of resistance on this thing. It was wild. I know I tried it. I definitely couldn't move it, but I did <laughs> I did try it because I wanted to see how much resistance it gave me. Tonal also has an incredible online community on Facebook. And really, that's the only time I ever go on Facebook. It's such an incredible feeling to see how many people are actually coming together, talking about workouts and it's just really great to see that we're all still here. Everybody still wants to be healthy. Tonal is offering our Radically Loved listeners a special offer. You can try Tonal for 30 days risk-free. Just visit www.tonal.com for $100 off the smart accessories when you use the promo code LOVED. That's L-O-V-E-D at checkout. Go to www.tonal.com promo code LOVED. Tonal is here to help you be your strongest. And now back to our show. I mean, it's such an important thing to get anchored in. Mm -hmm. And wow, I I don't know if I'm excited to know that you were in the same city or if I'm sad because I didn't know for this long you were so close. Well, yeah. Now we know. Now we know. So, you know, we've been, 2020 has been the avocado meme. It's like the the big ass core in the center with like just a tiny little bit of avocado, which I posted as well. I actually got an avocado like that. I posted it on my Instagram stories. I was like, is this, I thought this was just a fake Photoshop thing. No, it was just core. Who sells an avocado like this? You guys, come on. Okay. Anyway, I digress. But so 2020 has been kind of an intense year. And to me, I, I, I try to be an optimist and I'm constantly like, this is great. Everything that's happening is, you know, I'm a true tantrika at heart. I'm like, everything is resplendence. Everything is, is happening for a reason. I mean, not the reason, so to speak. It's funny because I talked to Jen Pasloff about that. So people have to tune into that episode so that I can kind of divulge more on that. But everything that's happening is, is an opportunity. It's an opportunity for us to grow, for us to learn. And I'm curious for you, there's two questions. What have you learned about yourself during this quarantine and kind of just overall how it's been for you? And then the second, what have you learned in the last couple of months since um, what's been happening with George Floyd, Breonna Taylor, and the civil uprising of um, Black Lives Matter. So I'm, I'm curious, just, you know, if you can give us a, a summary. Yeah, yeah. I've learned during this quarantine that it, it's been a lot. It's been a lot. I um, learned that I was working way too much. <laughs> I was spreading myself thin because I was I didn't want to feel I didn't want to feel alone. I didn't want to grieve alone the like ending of a very significant um, relationship in my life. And I was working a lot. And so I realized in me sitting still and having kind of everything go on pause, like I'm still working from home, my um, marketing, uh, my marketing job. And, but the yoga, it was like, it, it, it paused. And I was like, and before this kind of all happened, I was like, I think that I'm going to need to take like some time away from teaching because I'm just burned out. And so I learned that I was working too hard and 
too much and really just stretching myself thin and that I needed to streamline my efforts, but I didn't really even know what that meant. I learned that I can be alone in my space and I can feel and I can still be strong and I can still be vulnerable and I can still be brave at the same time when asking for help, when I am, when I am not having the, when I'm not having the best day, which those were some days where it was just like, these are really, really hard days. I've learned that consistency in, in my meditation, my yoga practice, and more than anything, therapy (laughs) is something that has, that really is a great, um, it's something where I just have to remain consistent in it, um, no matter what, no matter what. I've also learned that I can start a business because I did. (laughs) I can start a business and not knowing what I'm doing in the business and it be successful and it, you know, and it, and it grow and it, you know, pull something out of me, this entrepreneurial spirit that's in me that was like my mother my mother always was starting new things, whether it be selling Tupperware, Amway, Mary Kay, Avon. Like she was always like starting these different businesses, even having like three jobs at a, at a time to make sure that my brother and I were taken care of. She was always starting something. So I got the entrepreneurial spirit from her that for so long, I didn't even, I knew that I had inside of me, but I just didn't know how. I didn't know what to do with it. I didn't know what I was going to do and how was I going to make a difference and who was I to, you know, start something that's already out there? You know, like who was I to just kind of, you know, be on the brink of, you know, owning several different businesses? Like who was I to have this success and have this, um, have more than enough to thrive because growing up in a growing up in a um, home where we it was like okay which bill is going to be paid this month and on time and seeing my mom hustle and struggle and it was like you know she was doing what she had to do so me I learned that my money mindset had to change my survival, move away from survival to thriving had to change. Like that all had to shift. And I learned that during this, during this time at home. Um, and, you know, with, with uh, the uprising, the civil uprisings that happened, I learned that my voice is powerful. My voice is just like, beyond this realm and my light and my gift is beyond and I'm here to be a teacher and stop shying away from that. Stop hiding from my gifts. I learned all of that during this time with the uprisings that were happening and really just understanding the fact that too, that also I didn't know a lot about my own black history. I didn't know a lot about I mean, this past Juneteenth was really the first time I can remember me me celebrating it, taking initiative, studying it, learning. And it's like also releasing shame around that too, because this wasn't taught in schools when we were growing up. Like I didn't grow up in a house where my mom was like, you know, my mom taught us, she was very smart. And, but it was like, not one of those houses where I, we celebrated Juneteenth from what I can remember. And so for me, just like releasing shame around not knowing enough about Black history and the Black plight in um, this country and just studying leaders and asking questions, reading books and just really being like, okay, wow, all right, I want to do more and here's how I'm going to do my part. I don't need to go out and march and protest. That's, that's, not what, that's not my jam for activism, but here's my jam in activism is empowering people to remember who they are, supporting Black women, bigging up Black women and women of color, saying, okay, hosting my yoga classes, doing my workshops on grief, And doing that, again, like I said, stuff that's in my wheelhouse, stuff that I do in any way, 
and enhance upon that for the greater good of my people. Wow. Yeah. I, I love that you said that your form of activism looks differently. And yeah, it's to me, it's that same thing where it's so exciting that more people are bringing awareness to our history mm-hmm. that we aren't taught in school. And I remember feeling that same way during, it, it wasn't until I went to, to college and I was taking a, a political science class on activism that I learned about the Watts riots that happened in Los Angeles in 19, August of 1965 that it was the same thing. There was uh, these uh, Black-owned businesses that were thriving. It was a hub for jazz music. And the same thing happened. And I, I, when I learned that back, it was, you know, I was in still late teens, 18, 19. I was just, I was so angry that we didn't learn about this when we mm-hmm. were younger. And yeah, I mean, here we are at 37, still learning about things that have happened. And I just feel like with one of the greatest gifts during this movement is shining the light into those spaces. And I am I am 100% so hopeful that we will continue to just learn to understand. And I, I feel like, you know, we we have to just accept our learning for what it is and how it looks and how our activism looks. So thank you for giving the people out there permission to be activists in, in the way that they feel they can serve their highest good, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, no, I really love that. I want to rewind to what you said, something right at the beginning, you're like therapy, therapy helps. Um, yes. hundred percent, hundred percent. I take a deep breath. What is your take on people who perceive yoga teachers as being like enlightened or having it all together or having just this happy-go-lucky energy all the time? Let's talk about this. They're, they're not paying attention. <laughs> <laughs> they're not listening to class in the same way they don't listen when I say align your back foot parallel with your mat. Like they don't listen in the same way. Those are the same people that I have to go over and fix their foot. And these are the same people who are not paying attention to the fact that, not to the fact that hey, yoga teachers, hey, guess what? We're human. I wasn't born, I wasn't born, you know, I think that we are, I think that we are all born complete, but we are not. But when over time, society in the world happens and we are human beings at the end of the day, like, so we have our own stuff that we have to um, navigate just like everyone else. And just because we studied with the best gurus and, you know, just read the best books and attended the best teacher trainings and traveled the world and set on hills in Nepal and, you know, whatever, like, and I'm not saying I've set on hills in Nepal. I've never been in Nepal. But the thing is, it's like, it it is not, that is, that is a, what that is, is people pushing perceptions of what they want you to be on you. And it's not even what they, they're not even embodying it for themselves. Yeah. Right. So it's like, I want you to be and like you said, so, so dating, for example, like I, you know, when, and I'm not, and I'm, you know, just, dating the whole nother um podcast but like but yeah (laughs) yeah part two and so I but so it's the same thing where like if people are going out and it you know when I I went on my first date like after my relationship ended and my relationship was happening during like the rise of the online um online scene and so it was so for me like when I went on this date it was like I was so different than I was when I went on my initial date with my ex and in that, I was like, this is me. This is who I am. I'm showing up and I'm not forcing my projections of what I want you to be and um, on you. But I want also this person that was sitting next to me to be you, be who you are and accept who you are because I'm doing the same for me. This is who I am. I like who I am. This is how I'm showing up. And this is how I'm going to continue to evolve is being honest. And so I think that what happens with students who come to teachers 
who are just like, well, you just have it all figured out. And just like, and I'm like, well, I don't have it all figured out. And, um, and neither do you. And that's okay. There's, there's beauty in not having it all figured out because if you have it all figured out, then what else is there for you to do? Yeah, agree. <laughs> I mean, what else is what else is there for you to read? Where else is there for you to go? And it's like that's just that sounds boring. Yeah. I don't want to ever get to the point where I I am like so enlightened that I just cannot learn from anything else anymore. And so with and I and I appreciate what people the intention behind that. And I'm very honored by me being able to be this like space holder, facilitator for healing, right? Like it's a gift. This is what I was born to do. But I also needed to relax my expectations on myself as well to not have this like picture perfect um, perception. And that's probably why I stayed in a relationship for way too long because it was like, this is just what it is. I want people to think that I have it all figured out. And it's like deep down inside, I, I, I did it. And I, it's like, I, it's a part of like why I say and why I started my, um, the first workshop that I did was called I am free. And even in the moment when I was saying I am free, I am free. I didn't even really know what it meant. It was like, I just was saying, I'm free. And this feels really good to say. And so let's see how this is going to evolve. And it evolved into me being free to change, free to be, free to grow, space to learn, space to love, grace and falling down and reaching for someone and saying, can you help me up? Calling someone to help, hey, can you help me up? And not having to think like, I have to do this all myself. Because being a, a motherless daughter at a young age, and my father passed away in 1999, so essentially like mothering and fathering myself very early on, it's like you had to have it all figured out. I felt like I didn't have the space to mess up. I didn't have the, the grace, but it was like that wasn't true at all. I, it was there all along. I just couldn't see past my own like my own ego and my own fear and my own just like sadness to ask. So anytime anyone's like, you have it all figured out. And I'm like, well, that might look like it today, but then yesterday I could barely get out of bed, you know? And so, yeah. (laughs) I'm does. So, I mean, there's so much in what you just said, but it really just speaks to my soul, especially that word freedom, which is actually a question that I always ask on this podcast and you just answered it naturally. So thank you for that because I feel like so much of our growth is dependent on our ability to let go of what our ideals are, what we think we should be doing or how we need to be perceived or what our life is supposed to look like because we can anchor in to the things that we want more of Mm-hmm. I like this pair of pants. So I'm going to buy five different colors. I really, you know, like to have a routine. And the minute that it gets thrown off because of a pandemic, I'm going to lose my shit mm-hmm. or different things. I think what you're saying really freedom is congruent with adaptability and mm-hmm. being able to grow and change. And I really, I really love that. I mean, one of the many reasons why I, love you so much is because you really show up with this deep level of authenticity and vulnerability. And every time I've watched your stories or I've seen you speak, I I really feel that that's who you are. And I can I have to take a deep breath because I can really get on board with that, especially right now when we are in the middle of the not knowing we're in the void Mm-hmm. There's so much uncertainty. We don't know what's going on with this pan. This I guess it's not a pandemic anymore with coronavirus. We yeah. don't know what's going on politically. We yeah. don't know what's going on just in general with the millions of people that are out of work. So I always return to the things that can anchor us in, and obviously yoga, meditation, mm-hmm. yoga nidra, contemplation, prayer our ability to reconnect to the things that are going to keep us certain and keep us in that space. And you so 
elegantly just expressed that in the way that you said that you've had to be both the mother and the father for yourself. You've had to be the anchor, but we all do have that resonance within us to be able mm-hmm. to do that. Um, the other thing that I, I thought it was completely appropriate, um, Tori and I, my partner and I were just talking about this, that, um, you know, emotion can't hit a moving target. And so I kept thinking about that when you said, oh, I just kept moving. I just kept moving. And that was my, that was like your anchor that you didn't have to stop to be still because you felt anchored in the constant motion. You didn't have to feel anything. You didn't have that space to be able to, to sit. And I, I find that not only I do that same, we could do that right now, even though we're not, we're staying at home, right? Like, I can still deviate and distract myself with many things instead of sitting and actually being still and taking everything off my calendar or having a forced, I have no internet right now. So I have to just sit here and have no internet and read or do whatever it is that I need to do in order to recollect my energy and and start again to connect to something that's going to serve my highest good. What do you think about that? I, I I love it. I love that, you know, we we are in this, um, I mean, as crazy as it might sound, I love that we've been put into this like forced reset. And I think that I, I mean, and I love that, you know, I am home, um, I'm home more and I'm in my space and really making my space my own. Like it's the first time in like my my life where I've lived like, um, alone and not really having to ask anyone else, like permission to bring a certain piece of furniture in the space or make it or decorate it that way. Right. Like that's like, that is, that's, um, that's like outer work, which is so important for your inner being, I believe making your space around you feel really like you feel really home, feel really like nesty and like um, just warm because we are here. But then also for a person where you just said like emotion is can't um, hit a moving target is that, okay, so if I'm going to sit here and if I'm going to be home and if I'm going to have to deal with all the stuff that I've been um, avoiding, then I might as well feel good and like my surroundings and be comfortable. Mm-hmm. And so, and so that's why making like for me having adding more plants and really just when I wake up having this beautiful light shine through and I think that it's really been this huge emotional shift for me when every single day I just walk around my space just saying thank you thank you thank mm-hmm. you at every corner at every edge at the, you know, the cat hair balls that I have to pick up. And Reggie. Reggie. And sometimes it's Lady Bell. I've got two of those um, rascals here. And just saying thank you and being this, like, as Jen says, this like human thank you, this human, like, as you walk around, you're like, yes, thank you so much. And it just feels different, like energy. I feel like even just sitting here right now, like energy kind of like, I'm feeling everything in my body lately. I'm feeling every single thing, every single thing I do. I am feeling everything. And it's like you I couldn't have I couldn't have dreamed this for myself like um a year ago, 2 years ago. I couldn't have dreamed this for myself 18 years ago when my mother passed away. I couldn't have dreamed that. You know, I couldn't have dreamed like being able to really sit here in my stuff some days. And some days it's like, I'm just rolling around in my joy and peace, you know, and like that. And that's real. And like, really just like, and being okay with being okay too. I think that um, something that interesting that I've learned um, kind of going back to your question about in quarantine is that learning that, you know what, if you're doing okay emotionally and if you're doing all right mentally and physically and to to share that and to share that with people uh, if they ask, like really just asking the question like, and when I have a conversation with people like, how's your heart? How are you doing today? Like really, how are you doing? And really sitting and listening and then having 
someone ask you the same thing and you really sharing that, you know what, I'm doing great today. And there's power in feeling great. And there's, there's ownership and it's inspiration for other people and feeling really good. But there's also inspiration too in the days where, um, and thank you for acknowledging my authenticity because that's how I, what you see is what you get with me. I don't know any other way to be. I never have. Um, so I, it's like saying, you know what, today's not that great of a day and, but it's all right. And I'm going to feel in this and I'm going to be in this. So so I can get back to my joy faster, so I can get back to, you know, peace faster, so I can get just like back to, so I can get to the lesson, you know, like without just trying to get to it really. And when I say faster, I don't mean like rushing the process, but I used to just dwell in stuff and we just sometimes get, get caught up in stuff where it's just like, okay, I've been in this place. I've been in this mental space too long. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm holding on to it now for whatever reason, and it's time to let it go. So just the, I think that I just love, um, I love just being able to sit and be, and then have, and being forced to just be like, you know what, I'm going to be home and I'm going to read a book today, or I'm going to watch a bunch of hours of whatever new streaming thing that has come out. I'm going to watch <laughs> that, you know, or, you know, I'm going to just like, maybe take longer naps, you know? So I don't know. It's, it's, it's been a wild ride, but (laughs) yeah. Oh, it's so good. I, so part two of our podcast will be, we'll talk about relationships because I think that'll be a really great podcast to do. I'm going to totally try and be respectful of your time. As we said in the beginning, I'm like, this is going to be really hard to try and (laughs) <laughs> do in a short amount of time. And I'm already looking at the time and it's almost time for us to be done. I feel like I've learned so much about you and what drives you. And I, this has been n- nothing short of inspiring and uplifting. And I just, I love that so much. And for the people that don't follow you on Instagram, please follow. I mean, you're, you have the type of smile that makes you want to smile. Like every time, to me, that's rare. Not, I, I rarely meet people like that, but you have a kind of smile where if you're smiling, it's like a real smile, not like a fake smile, but it just makes you, you're smiling. So I'm smiling. Um, it's to prove it. It's great. <laughs> so, okay. So I want to, like I said, I'm, I'm going to ask you the, the final questions, uh, plural. Um, one thing that I wanted, I'm curious just to hear you talked about, you know, watching something on television, what's either a Netflix show you recommend or Amazon or Hulu or whatever streaming thing or book that you you've read that you really enjoy, maybe one of each or something that you're currently being called to that you can tell us to get on board with. Oh, okay. So I just started, um, I, with God, what did I just watch recently on Netflix? I was just like, everyone has to watch this. It's terrible. So I'm telling everybody about it. Um, or not terrible, but it was just like, I watched this show. What was it called? Um, and I spent the whole night, like I literally couldn't, I, I stayed up and watched the whole thing. I got so <laughs> mad at my friend. I texted him and I was like, I'm so mad you told me about it. It was called, is it Outer Banks? Outer Banks Banks is one where it was just filled with so much. I I, I can't remember the name of it. So obviously I don't work for the show. We'll link it. We'll link it in the show notes. So we'll find it. It was so like, it was just, it was just something where it was just like, um, where it was just like mindless, right? It was just like in this moment where it was just like, I just need something that I don't have to really think about. And and these kids in high school, child, they had all this drama. <laughs> like, oh my God, they are like these lives. I was like, I'm so y'all are pressed. They are pressed. They were pressed. <laughs> and it was American. Um, uh, I can't remember the one with Tay Diggs in it, but it was like they were pressed, child. I was like, this is too much, and then I couldn't stop watching. Um, and <laughs> I just, um, and I just yesterday actually um, watched uh, "I Am Not Your Negro," 
which everyone should watch. And Toni Morrison, the pieces I am. So um, the it was like both of those must watch, must watch, must must watch book that I just actually started um, reading was um, again another one by uh, the source of self regard with uh, Toni Morrison selected essays, speeches, and meditations. That's incredible. And then I also have Sister Outsider by Audre Lorde that I um, just am, it was, you know, when I was taking the train to work every day, it was like every day I read that and it was just like one passage at a time going in and then coming home and just learning so much about these beautiful Black pioneers that just like lived through so much, experienced so much wrote it all down and will forever inspire generations and generations to come. And for me, I'm like, I'm just, it, it helped me honestly, like fully step into like my power as a black woman, as a creative, as a business owner, um, as an entrepreneur, as a just like sister, friend, just yogi, just yogi, just all they're all yogis. They they don't they don't they might not say they're yogis, but they're all yogis. So all these leaders are yogis. So yeah. Yeah. Oh, so good. Thank you. We will include the links to those in the show notes of this podcast. Before I ask you the final question, I just want to acknowledge you and say thank you so much for just continuing to show up as your full self and for spreading your wisdom to all of us for creating content for all of us and for just being 100% just unapologetically you and for your beautiful smile. Thank you for sharing that with us. Um, And thank you for being part of the show and for agreeing to be on here. Um, I, I hope that this is the beginning of something that we will continue to do for years to come. And yes. (laughs) So the final question, well, actually, before we do that, why don't you tell everybody where they can reach you for more information? Where can they find you? Okay. Yeah. You can find me Ace Yoga LA um, on all the channels, um, my website, Ace Yoga LA. And I started a candle line, um, the I Am Candle Collection. Um, so you can follow me to get more information there. And this candle, the first one, the like anchor of the line is I Am Free. Um, so follow me. Let's, let's connect. Let's be friends. Yes. So yeah, we'll put the links to all of that on the show notes as well. Okay. Final question. I created this podcast as a way to create a community, to listen to people's stories, to get inspired. The whole premise is that we are radically loved by God, source, higher power, whatever you believe in, the universe works for us and not against us. And so the final question to you is, how do you feel radically loved? And I knew you would ask this question because I've listened to the other interviews and I was like, okay, I got to, how do I feel um, radically loved? I was like ready. And then I'm here now. And so I feel radically loved in the, just so many ways, but the main one is when people see me for who I am and are reflections of how I see myself and allow me to (laughs) make mistakes and grow along the way to grieve, to cry, to believe in me when moments I can't even believe in myself, when my light seems dimmer on days, I feel radically loved when a friend sends me a word, a text, a call, and just the ability to say, when a friend says, I've got you, I've got you. 
and you're not alone. So anytime I hear that and see that, and that happens so often, it happens so much. I have such um, great people in my life that are reflections of who I am and who I hope to become. And they're just reflections of my mother, her angelic being on this earth and putting these people in my life. So just radically loved for just being me. And that's, that's it. (laughs) Thank you. That was beautiful. That's it. I've got nothing else to say that that'll take us out. Thank you so much. You are (laughs) so incredible. Thank you so much for being here, for sharing your light and your love. And for everybody listening, thank you as well for being here. Be sure to follow Ace and support and check out her candle. That looks awesome. I can't wait to get mine. Um, Thank you again so much. And for all of you listening, please share this with somebody who you think it will uplift. And don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you all so much. Thanks, Ace. Thank you. Hey everyone, I hope you enjoyed this episode. I am so excited to continue to do this. Please share this with your friends. Email us, message us on Instagram at Rosie Acosta or on Twitter at Rosie Acosta. Subscribe on iTunes, write a review. We love doing this. So please help us continue to keep this podcast going. Thanks for listening.